today in the Milky Way, we talked about what did we talk about? Greg? Mm, we went into a lot of subjects. I think we talked about starting off with a lot of recommendations and a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of movies and in the psychological sense of what's going on now and, and today and what's going on in those movies. Mm-hmm. We ended up talking about a lot lately about wanting to separate from people, learning to heal yourself. Uh, learning to see those red flags and, and learning to be more higher, learning to have higher awareness in life nowadays. Learning, and it's not in a spiritual sense. It's learning to open your eyes and see the perspectives and, and start noticing changes in energy. You know, and with that, yeah. Khalid, send us off, baby. Send us off. Under the stars, you're here with the Milky Way. With friends and families that you thought once would never escape. Mm. Hoping that you're around people that know you that could finish the same sentence. But I'm on my own path on this way to transcendence. Welcome to Today in the Milky Way. My name is Isaac. And this is my co-host Khalid. I fired Rodolfo. That's right. He's dead to (laughs) everybody on this show. That motherfucker is out of my life. Now I'm just kidding. Rodolfo couldn't make it today. So Khalid, uh, a good friend of mine, decided to step in. So welcome to Today in the Milky Way. That was a beautiful poem. And introduction. No, it was good. It was good. I just, I just, uh, I, I should have specified what the introduction should. That would have helped a little bit. You know, yeah. you, you kind of just said go. Well, yep. But you know, true. I'm always ready to go for my yeah. brothers. Honestly, he he he. I just said, can you do an introduction? And he just like plight might mathematics two plus two is. I was like, okay, let's go with it, bro. Just imagine a black Israelite that doesn't, <laughs> shit, you know. Um. So yeah. So this is Khalid. He's a. So one of my oldest friends he's a, an amazing human being and also you're a musician i'm and, a little uh, bit of everything yeah yeah he's a polymath okay okay I'm so usually we try to start the show by um giving some recommendations to our audiences to give them something back to hopefully help them step out of their box or whatever it is that they're doing and get some good cool information so you got some stuff for us today while we're discussing the topic of breaking away from situations that no longer benefit us or that are hurting us i have a song recommendation i'd like to play okay oh yeah and also khalid just said the, the theme and the topic of today's podcast my bad you guys the theme yeah mm-hmm. all right what's the song who's the artist okay so the author, the artist, is a Chicagoan singer by the name of Matthew Santos. The song is called "Drop a Coin." Ooh, okay. We're gonna cut out all this pause time. No, I'm. I don't cut anything. Keeping it real, baby. Oh, that's right. Hey, in the meantime, while Khalid finds his song, because again, he's super prepared. Um, we got in the studio helping us behind the scenes, Gregosaurus Rex, bro. What's going on, y'all? This is Greg right here, a.k.a. Daddy Black Sex on the mic. Yep. I'm bringing it to you live, baby. Let's go. Yeah, he's just a sexy black guy that I was like, yo, bro, you want to be on this show? Just I just fuck with your voice. And he was like... <laughs> First podcast That's ever? Money. Yeah. Bad. So, cool, 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 cool. All right, so... Hit us with that, Khalid. Play a few seconds. Who's this again? Matthew Santos. Ooh. Particular. So, you know. Kind of getting the vibe. Mm, okay. 
And uh, what are your uh, listening suggestions for this song? Uh, uh, this particular record, you can listen to it at the beach, in the mall, in your house, <laughs> anywhere. It's good. You just got to be sad as fuck, bro. That made me like depressed times 10. You don't got to be sad, but it's, it's going to make melancholy. you Melancholy? Yeah. yeah. When do you listen to this album? Oh, this is a this is a throwback. This particular album, I think, two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Okay, so uh, you know, it's in the vault. Going off, well, going off that, uh, my recommendation too is it's a little sad, you know. And I'm kind of trying to keep the theme. I wouldn't say it's sad. I think this is the kind of song that you listen to when you've been maybe broken up mm-hmm. or broken up with, and or uh, it's just a good overall breakup song, dude. When you want to feel. Yeah, whenever you guys want to feel something. Yeah. And uh, this is actually from the movie Her. Okay. All right. And this song is called The Moon Song. song. And uh, this is uh, the part from the one. I love the part. Like, there's a different version of it. But the best version for me is the version. It's from the movie itself. So you wrote this straight from YouTube? This is the film version. No, this is on Spotify. Uh, Spotify? Yeah. Coming through. And. uh, if you guys haven't watched her, it's a beautiful movie, and it's my second recommendation uh, as well. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin, Joaquin? Phoenix, bro. Jalapeno Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And, I'm and this already made me sad, bro. What's the, what's the artist's name again? Oh, um. My dear. Ooh. Hit me. No, but I'm, I'm in a beautiful relationship. So that's some slashing yeah. tires, key up a car music. Yeah. That's a actually that's that's Scarlett Johansson singing, dude. Is that? Yeah, man. And um, so but the featuring, original uh, featuring Pro Tools Auto Tune. Uh, no, dude, that's straight up her, dude. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I they they sang Scarlett. this whole yeah they sang this whole song like in a little ukulele, bro. It's so beautiful. Like I was watching the movie and then the song came on and I just like every breakup every like bad thing relationship wise that has happened to me right in my life Mm -hmm. just came flooding in from the freaking song and i was just like (laughs) crying and i was watching it with alec and rodolfo and they look at me and they're like bro are you okay and i'm like don't fucking look at me like bro it just hit me so hard bro so that song um floodwaters broke the dam yeah. yeah and the original singer from it is actually karen o right Karen, okay but yeah so this is from the movie her and there's just like segueing off right her the moon song film version you will not regret listening to that and just kind of uh play it off put it on a playlist with my man's khalid song that way you just break your heart i'm saying karen and maggie sanders need to make a song together and they just make the whole world (laughs) for real but my second recommendation let me tell you is the movie her right and the reason i want to recommend the movie her because it all comes full circle yeah oh so and the reason i wanted greg and khalid here is because we've all kind of been talking and been in the similar kind of situation just in different ways of having to either cut somebody that we really love from our lives or just like learn how to be healthy towards ourselves in the in the form of tlc you know tender love and care Mm -hmm. um we are three people who are just horrible at that and that's why i wanted to have them on today because i've been talking to them and it just seems like we're all going through the same shit so maybe somebody out there is going through that 
And I was just like, you know what? Just play some sad ass songs. Let's make the whole motherfucking people in the podcast feel like shit. It's human nature. <laughs> yeah. But so the movie heard just goes right along with that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's an introspective movie into the the loneliness of human beings, right? And the movie itself, I think, um, if I can say it's an allegory, but I don't really know what allegory means that well. But like means something. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I would say it's an allegory into the plight of human uh, loneliness, but also into the uh, facade that is how special humans think they are, right? Right. So through Joaquin Phoenix's character, you explore him feeling like he doesn't fit in, like he doesn't connect with anybody, and the world around him seems to just work so perfectly. Um, and he's just like a piece that just doesn't fit into that puzzle, you know, until he meets his, an AI and artificial intelligent Scarlett Johansson's character and they fall in love. And that's how the movie that's pretty much the premise of the movie. But if you're as you're watching the movie, you know, like I couldn't help but feel so connected to like how Joaquin Phoenix feels and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But as you see the movie, you realize like we all feel this way, you know, and we all feel special in a similar type of way. And it's only when you learn to accept that, that you can move forward. At least that's what I got the movie from the movie, you know? So I highly recommend you watch it. Cause that's not, that's just what I got from the movie. But, um, it, the movie itself is like a wonderful thing. I'm not going to reveal like a lot on the plot, you know, mm -hmm. um, and it just kind of goes with this kind of theme, you know, so that it's dope. A, that sounds like a, a heavy hitter. I don't, yeah, I, I, I got to check that out. It's such a good movie, bro. Yeah, no, dude, I swear to God, you probably like it. Like, it's just if and and right. and Joaquin Phoenix, bro, he's my favorite actor. Right. Like not because of Joker, everybody's like, "Oh, yup, Joker, yup, bro, Joker, yup." You seen Gladiator, bro? <laughs> bro, you see Gladiator, bro? Max Mili nah, dog. Like Joaquin Phoenix has made, he's made some dope ass movies. Like a uh, Master, mm -hmm. it's a movie about Scientology. Dude, he's so good Definitely in that movie. And then, uh, <laughs> he's got another one called "I Was Never Really Here." and that sounds crazy dude is he ghost no no he's uh i think on i was never really here i might be getting it confused is when he's trying to be a rapper but he like tricks people into thinking that he wants to be a rapper and then there's a documentary crew following him around and he's like yo jc put my album out like and people like really think that he's this person but it's literally he's tricking everybody into thinking that and it's such a dope movie but the and then there's this other one where he's like a fucking um he's like this hit man dude and he has to save this little girl and it's like taken but like in real life it's better than normal yeah it's so realistic and it's just such a gritty fucking movie bro and like and also you know my man signs you know hit hit the ball bobby and then he hits the glasses of waters and the aliens are like and I'm just like, yo, my man's with the cleft lip ain't scared of nothing, dog. That's when I really got put into Joaquin. You know what I'm mean? Definitely going so, back to watch the sign. That, that yeah, movie's yeah, so yeah. good. And then I'm watching whatever the hell he just recommended. <laughs> I forgot he was in that. 
Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. He was yeah. In? he's in some movies yeah. like, he's and you forget, dude. Yeah. yeah, he was in Signs. Well, I'm just telling you, like, that's how good an actor he is. Right. You don't even know what he's he in. Is, he just you just be like, blends in. bro, that cleft lip, I know it from somewhere, and you're like, oh, that's Joaquin right there. That was you know? him in uh, No Country for Old Men with the. No, no, that's Javier Bardem, dude. Oh, yeah, that that movie's a recommend. That's the first movie I ever watched, Khalid, where I questioned my existence. I was 15 years old. The first time I realized that. I might die and everything could go black and I would cease to exist as Isaac. When he, when Javier Bardem is in the girl's house and he's like, I'm going to flip this coin. And she's like, you ain't got to do that. And then he's like, she's like, you decide whether you kill me or not. And he's like, no, it's the coin. <laughs> and he flips the coin, bro. And like this girl did nothing. Like, he just follows this weird code of ethics. And through the whole movie, he just murders everybody that gets in his way. And you're so scared of him because you, like, who is this guy? Somebody just hired him. And he's just the most savage killer in the fucking earth, bro, with a fucking weird-ass comb over, you know, like a scary Michael Jackson. And then he walks out of the house and you don't, and this is the end of the movie. And you don't know if he kills a girl or not. And you can just see him checking for blood underneath his boots. And you're like, damn, bro. He killed her and she had nothing to do with nothing. He just promised one guy he killed. If he didn't turn himself into him, he would kill his wife too. And he kills the guy. And then he's like, well, I made your dead ass a promise. And she didn't turn in. And then he goes murders the girl. Yeah, he's wild. And she was so nice. She was. Oh. So I, when I saw that, I was just like. Yeah, she, I, it made old, me feel so small bro. and then I was just crying and crying and crying and my mom walks into my room bro I watch HBO <laughs> and my mom walks into the room bro and she's like what's are you okay and I was like I'm gonna die one day like dude I had snot coming out my nose and it was like no country for old man bro that made little 15 year old boy Isaac become a man All right, back I to swear the to God yeah. Moving back onto that. You got path. any other recommendations, Khalid? You got the music one? We need another one out of you, son. Um, I don't actually know the title of this film, but it was a Korean movie that I watched. Um, the premise of the movie is super crazy. These three guys, I think they're like college students. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going down a beautiful town road in Korea. They notice some chicks like on the side of the road, and she looks disheveled. Homie tries to holla at her. But they, you know, none of them have game because they're all like students and like they're portrayed as nerds. Oh, okay, okay. okay. So she shoots, she shoot, she shoots them away. So they carry on, they go to town, da da da. And then the movie goes crazy when one of the guys ends up finding her again, and she's like on the run from like the government because some politician wants to like have her killed. What? So like he ends up having like he ends up seeing her in some like hotel, like saving her, and then like the entire movie is them trying to escape and prove her innocence. While a bunch of people are trying to murder all three of like the Korean dudes. Whoa, that's filthy. So, yes, I gotta find out what the title is, but it's really cool. There's um there's a lot of movies that are like that that I um that I never actually like know the title of. Like, uh do you have any ones that you ever seen like that, Greg? No, not particularly. Because I used to watch the Sundance channel. This is the I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys the honest truth right now. I got into watching really cool movies. Because I just want to see titties. That's it. That's usually the the, the you know yeah. the, the main goal for watching anything yeah. at a young age. Yeah. So like yeah. I'm young and I'm like Sundance Channel, IFC, 
like they show like all these like underground movies and like like just fantastic films that's why i watch i watch 400 blows like that movie about that french kid that coming of age movies like super old and it, it's a phenomenal movie and all i wanted was to see some black and white titties it bro sounds like a porno that's what i thought you know i'm blows. like see they're about to be some hookers up in here it's either a I'm boxing like, fight a tit. or dude it's a porno no, but it was a beautiful coming of age story. But I'm telling you, dude, like, if it wasn't for me being such a horny little kid, I would not be into cinema. I would not have the jobs that I have today. And I would not try to be into, like, watching these underground movies. It was just because Isaac was a pervert and the Sandefs channel from time to time used to show titties. You know, inspiration you know? hits us from all different places. <laughs> sometimes it hits us in the head. Sometimes it hits us in yeah. the dick. But <laughs> so, uh... Going into the third recommendation, which is learning to recognize when you are in a toxic relationship, but with people that like you love, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And then it doesn't have to be your partner. It could be like friends mm -hmm. or people in your group. Um, but not just that. And I guess what I really wanted to cover is like how to recover. You know what I mean? So like. What are some of the, like, signs that you guys look for, you know? Basically the red flags, you know, when it's time to do it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think for me this year, you know, is... You want to get closer to the mic there, buddy? For me this year is just paying attention to movements and energies, um, especially in this day and age where... It's a lot of texting and social media that comes into play in all of our relationships. And you notice how people can move different on these platforms, you know. Uh, you notice, you could take a handful of people in your life, right, and notice how many people, how many times those people actively like a post of yours or if you're going through something, they reach out to you. And then over time, it's not that hard to pick up energies. When when those energies start to fade, you start to real you you start to realize that they haven't been liking your post as much. They've been falling back. All they do is watch your story. You know, you might have been going through like an entire summer of just some trauma, and they haven't hit you up, but they're always watching your story. And you can this could be someone incredibly close to you, and you you notice that. And and damn. And, it's yeah that's kind of where i'm at with that you know what i'm saying i can't relate to that just because i don't i guess maybe if, in yeah. your, in, you in, maybe it. in your regard you don't notice the transition in the in the in friendship in the by social, social media, media yeah. but it went in 2020 as yeah. a capable form of communication between people that you regularly use mm -hmm. for me i'm not usually on social media but i used to get snapchats yes so oh. i just noticed that like you know, just people would when not the activity be starts to dwindle, communicating. You can, you can gotcha. tell that the activity can start to dwindle in real life. Yo, you, you literally have a measurement. Yes, it, that it, is that is the you, form of measure. Social yeah, media has become the analytics. form of measurements. It's the analytics for how we relate to people in our lives now. That's wild because I never, I never really in my mind put those together. Mm -hmm. Not that. You guys, not that I'm like off social media. You know, I'm fucking making my own kombucha hipster ass. No, it just. I, it never occurred in my mind that that would be the the form of measurement and stuff like that. Especially like, if somebody is actively using something. If I actively have a phone and I don't call you, yeah, it's literally the same. Well, thing. for me, it's that. It's, it's like thing. it's the it's the text. 
and the the understanding but it seems like greg you're talking about like people that were in your life that no longer are in your life in that sense and or that's you how can, you made that notice that you can feel them fading away from your irl life and yeah. and you noticed Damn. how it they started fading from the social media life interesting in conjunction with when, each when other the, okay it correlates. When, when the support becomes less mm-hmm. like actually physical when it becomes more like i'm praying for you that's kind of like all right then we're just going to separate so we, we see these signs in, in celebrities and hollywoods like we were just talking about you know celebrities turning celebrities out right and that's kind of fed into our society, into where people, in, our peers, and our in our generation are kind of doing that to us at the same time. Like mm-hmm. uh, my stepdad was saying, ultimately humanity is you're looking at somebody and you're saying, "What can I get out of you?" That's yeah. that's been that's basically the cover, and it's hard for us outside of celebrity life to look into it. Because we don't, we want to, we want connection and we want to feel connected to our people. So when we see those signs, we want to push them out. We already subconsciously see them. Now it's time to turn into higher awareness and being connected with vibes and energies from that person. Like I told you earlier, you know, I went to a friend's birthday party. I was in the room. I felt zero connection with anybody but that person. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that same person has kind of done that where I was talking about stop liking my post, but watching consistently all of my stories. But I've been going through so much this year is that they rarely reached out to me. Damn. Yeah. And so that's being, I think, to recognize those signs is learning to be more aware mm-hmm. and and gaining and accessing higher awareness to to your your reality well what about because when i even up till a few months ago bro we were talking about this like i just want to be liked you know what i mean and mm-hmm. for the longest time that was like my way my mm-hmm. operation method where i'm just like oh you because for the longest time i didn't have a lot of friends so i've been weird right so i'm like oh you like me uh and and sometimes people can take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. at what point do you, as a person, figure that out and, and realize, like, because a lot of people, too, what I've noticed is, like, they're scared of not having friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or they're scared that their their group of people will turn away from them because they don't do something. Or, like, like you're the party guy. You know what I mean? Like, whoever that is. And then you kind of, maybe you want to change, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just like, but this is what people expect of me. Yes. And they kind of trap you in those roles and those people don't fucking like you, dude. You know what I mean? They, yes. You just satisfy a fetish. Yeah. You satisfy a party energy and that's what they, they absorb and crave. And as long as you provide that energy, that's all they want from you. Other than that, you you yeah. could go and have the worst day of or the worst month of your year and those people probably won't even help yeah. you out. Um, when you're saying like, how do you identify those things? I, I do agree with i echo which what you said is about vibes how you feel you instantly know when you don't feel good in a situation mm-hmm. so if you're with somebody that you used to have a good relationship with good connection good vibes good camaraderie and you don't have that anymore then you know something is up if it's not from your direction because you're still pumping energy electricity through the power line mm-hmm. but there's something wrong on day and maybe they ain't paid a comcast bill and they had the plug <laughs> pulled out and and sometimes you can recognize those signs, you know, but, you know, you put on those rose-colored glasses and all the flags look the same. Yeah, you ignore things you, you wouldn't normally. 
out of love and 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 then what you is you're looking at what you can do for that person and that person's looking at what I can get from you and not give it back in return not reciprocate that 100 do as a friend though when you when you give something do you expect something in return cuz I never I I'm not going to lie bro I have the best group of friends you know what I mean and you guys are like part of that group too like we all vibe together and every time we get together it's always real so like I don't have any toxic people in my life or like people that if something goes bad uh they're like, oh, shit, bro. Like, my bad I didn't hit you up. Like, everybody in my life, like, like you, like, bro, I told you the other day, whenever I feel down, I called you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right away. And I'm like, yo, and, and bro. The same, yeah. yeah. So, like, uh, and all my friends are like that. Like, if something bad happens to me, they'll hit me up. And people that don't do that, like, I just am not, I'm not giving to them as I used to be before. But, uh at the same time, you know, like even for me right now, I'm trying to learn how to like not spend myself even on my friends because they do love me and give me so much love and trying to be like a little bit more selfish with my time, you know, where I'm just like, because if like you hit me up and you're like, yo, let's go fucking kick it. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Like, that's going to be a good time. Like, yeah, we always that's do. where I want to put my energy. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, but uh, I got it. So I have a friend that's going out, right? They're moving out to Cali or whatever. And uh, I get, I, yeah, I get the, I get the Facebook invite for the big going away party, and immediately, as soon as I see the invite, I picture every person I know that's gonna be there, and I already got a picture and a feeling for the vibes and energy that I know is gonna be there, and I'm over here like, I'm on a different spectrum of what those people are on, and I have no. I have no will to be there, so I hit that person up, and I was like, yo, why don't you come through for a private hangout session? Yeah. And our energies can vibe where there's no interference in, in our area. That's cool, man. But, I, I mean, I feel like lately you've been making, uh, like, a big transition in your life, too, you know? Oh, yeah. And um, I'm, uh, it's, I've definitely it's noticed, dude. It's been a rough year for your boy, <laughs> but uh, I found... I found my my connection to higher awareness slowly but surely. I found a more spiritual connection, and Good. just you know, you know, fucking <laughs> chilling and vibing with with the homies and yeah. you know, knowing where my best, where my energy is best spent, and where my energy is you know better kept safe. I definitely, I can, yeah, bro. And I mean, well we've been working out together, hella. You've been helping like me two like two months now, two yeah. months now. Yo, we've been hard. I've been I've been losing a little bit of weight and gaining mad strength. You know what I mean? And like, first of all, Alec, my fucking brother, like my other half, left, so he's in New York now. So I've been pretty fucking bummed Shout out, out about Alec. that. He is that nigga. Good yeah. luck out there, baby. Y'all know him. He's 100%. the 100%. shit. And uh, so I miss him a lot. And that was my main workout friend, you know. And like. Hey. Now I <laughs> head look gay, bro. Hey, Alec, how does my dick look? What if I fluff it a little? No, it's just fl- <laughs> but uh, the thing is, is you know, like, uh, but now I kind of work out with you, Greg, and 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 you know, like, we me and Greg will work out, you know, and here's the thing again about time, right? Like, how do you spend your time? Because, like, honestly, all I really wanted to do today was vibe with you guys and kick it. So I'm just like, let's do something productive because I can't waste time anymore. Like personally, me, I'm about to be 29, you know, and I'm just like, what what do I want my life to mean? What do I want my life to be? Mm-hmm. And in the previous podcast episodes and everything that we've been kind of talking about to this point in time is like, how do you prepare yourself to be ready to be greater than you are now? 
you know and i think a lot of that is coming to terms with those people you can't spend your energy with anymore yeah and we're all i realized and i think a lot of people realize is that we're all at this point right now especially in the middle of a pandemic a huge shift in 2020 a lot of energies between everybody you know and and it's time to you know let people fly if they want to fly and you know in the process of them flying should you know a wing get injured you know they fall to the ground they still know where they can go you know they they still know where they can go and uh just, you know. You're good, Greg. You, you, this is your first podcast. You're first good. Just podcast, get closer to the mic. Homie. Get closer to the mic. But that, that's a good. That's a good yes. way to put it, man. Yes. What about? What do you feel like, Khalid? What you said about you being 29, I kind of realized that at 24. Oh damn! So yeah. I was thinking of all the crazy, convoluted ideas and plans that I had without the resources to apply those ideas. But rather than me feeling upset, I just tried to see what I could do in the time that I had and if what I can learn to be the person I am today. So everything that I spent, the, all the absentee times, all like the hangouts I've missed, the birthdays I've missed, like the phone calls I haven't answered, it was, it's been accumulating for me to be the person I am today that's a lot more capable, talk to you a lot more in depth about whatever you want to discuss. Answering the phone calls. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. I'm, I'm, I'm more proud of the person I am now back then. I've always been my biggest, um, like, my biggest bully. Like, I expect the highest out of me more than what my parents expect out of me. Just because I've always known what, like, what you're capable of, anything. I never had the ceiling. I never told myself, oh, man, I just want to get up to there and just chill. Like, no, that's why all my life people used to tell me, sit your ass down. Why you keep doing extra? Well, damn. Why you keep doing all this extra stuff? You're, you're good. Why are you running another mile? But yeah. it's because I know I can do it. Oh. Yeah. So... I, I couldn't do what I wanted to do for years, and that really ate up my ego. I had trouble being around people, kicking it with people, knowing that I had an idea that I felt so strongly and passionate about it, but the people around me may not support it. Mm-hmm. So why, to the detriment of that relationship, I don't want to be in a negative mind state and snap on people because I'm negatively feeling afflicted about the time I'm wasting with those people. Rather, mm. let's keep the memories that we've spent together beautiful. And then whenever we come together, we make another wonderful, gorgeous yeah. portrait. Dude, I kind of feel like I'm, I feel that way now. But people around me are telling me, like, you need to learn how to have fun, too. You and, know? and I regret not telling myself that because a lot of the last five to ten years have been me being more negative than I deserved. That's so, kind of what I feel like I'm doing so, to myself. Yeah, and, it's, and out of that, I, I there was a lot of moments that I look back and I didn't enjoy. If Rather, if it was spend time with somebody, go watch a movie, go play a game, I was just upset doing everything. Greg knows. Yeah. My guy knows. He knows how upset I generally am. And it's not like a single point that you can put a finger on it. But I just, I'm just aware of what I can provide to the world, like my mm-hmm. fingerprint. And I want to provide for everybody around me to the best. So when I can't do it to the best, I just fall back. Mm. Because I have like, I got to be able to, when you hit me up, I got to be able to come 3,000%, not 100%. That makes sense, yeah. So until until I'm, I'm able to have the skills and I know I have the knowledge to put that into action, let me just fall out the way so I'm not in your way. That's I always consider myself in the mm, way. I... I hate that you say it like that because, like, sometimes, you know, just presence is enough. And I think, at least for me, and I know for Greg, too, 
like just being around you bro is fine you know like you don't have to provide or bring something forward to the table but i feel like that too a lot of the time so like i personally like even you were saying the same thing greg so that's something that i'm trying to look into deeper because like i have two different great guys different angles it's just like where i just feel so antisocial, and Mm -hmm. somebody's like come to this party and it's fun like i know i will have a good time but then at the same time i'm like why aren't you doing the fucking thing why aren't you executing the thing Mm -hmm. you know and then that's what's my in my mind the whole party and then you either when you're in that state too then you're you seem distant to everybody yeah because then people want to communicate with you but you're focused so then even it it, it It hurts the relationship yeah Mm -hmm. man so um that's why i I disappear bro that's why i'm just like ghost but at the same time I, I and do you feel like that gives you the good like TLC that you need like the tender love and care that you need because no what I realized too is I'm I'm like like I used to make this uh, example that there's generators mm-hmm. and there's engines there's people that provide the energy and there's people that require the energy but a generator can't always move forever it needs an engine to keep that shit going uh, yeah so oftentimes I'll be away from people. And then when you invite me to come over, like you're talking about being antisocial, I literally, if it's not going to, to Greg's, to link up with Greg, if it's nothing to do with you, I literally do not step out of my house. Mm. <laughs> Yo, I'm not, I'm not fucking with you. I'm, I'm being no, 100%. No, I believe you. I know that. I don't I go nowhere. I don't talk to nobody. And it's not any animosities. I feel like I don't have anything to add to their conversation. While I'm working on what I got, I'm too focused on what I got. I feel like I'm knee deep in quicksand. So mm. it's like if I, if I'm over here looking at what you got, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be neck up, dude. I was just literally telling you something like that too, where, where I'd be getting invited to like these cool like cool events with like people that I admire and respect, and I'm like, yeah, you earned that because you've been doing all this great work. Well, that's why I admire and respect you. But why do I have a reason to show up and have fun with you guys and brush shoulders with you guys when I haven't done anything? Like y'all just that's my point. and then I don't go, but then I realize how harmful that is of how I look at myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so the worst thing you can do is I would not recommend what how I the medicine I thought I was treating my wounds was basically like putting icy icy hot on like a fucking bear attack. <laughs> <laughs> Got a big ass bear claw hole yeah, in my back and I'm like, rubbing icy hot on it. Yeah. Like, oh, is this gonna be? So yeah, like I was so away from people that I, it's weird. Even I find myself having to like, I feel like a puppy, like an excited puppy at the park with the other dogs. I, when I'm around people, I get like, I'm more energetic than normal. That's my generator going off. I see engines and I'm pumping it up. Gotcha. I like making yep. every moment of existence magical. We have that opportunity. Otherwise, we can be depressed. You know how I know? Because I'm always fucking depressed. Dude. So I know that we can be like, yo, hit the switch and let's enjoy the moment. But you know, that's funny that you say that because I think about it now. When I said I was anti, more antisocial, more like keeping my energy safe this year, Khalid knows me. I was the. I was the hype man. You're Bro, the, I you know. Are that's how I, I used to know man. you. I was the hype man. But you was, know what, Greg? I used to hate you. Oh, yeah. And I, I know used you used to hate, to hate me. Yeah. Yo, we almost fought at uh, freshman yeah. year at Olympia. Yeah, that the yeah. Bus, Dead ass. I was so ready to spray this nigga in the face with some axe, bro. <laughs> That's how much yeah. beef was happening. Well, I used to be a big bully until, but I used to just hate that you were always so hyping people I up. But then you were so sad. 
and I could see the sadness. Yeah. But that's literally, and that would make me angry, that's bro. That's the greatest people. The greatest people yeah. from, and I'm not even speaking about me at an ego or you at a like uh, dick riding. Just in general, in history, like Robin Williams, like people like that that exude that energy. Chris Farley. Chris Farley yeah. was magnificent on camera. When I was little, I used to watch his movies and be happy. I felt genuine joy. He yeah. gave me that. But he felt nothing. He felt empty inside. So it just tells you, like, what kind of minds exist on this planet and what kind of marks do those minds leave and we don't even know those mental states of those people. We just look back at all their achievements and we're like, that person was great. Yeah. That person, Nikola Tesla, is another example. He died miserable. He died poor. He married a pigeon, bro. I did not know. I don't that. know about that story. I know he used to feed pigeons in the park. No, but I don't bro. Know he, he went. He ended up going like a little bit insane, and he, he like married like. Well, he didn't marry a pigeon, but he was like very like. He got real. Intimate. He got very kind of close yeah, to one. Yeah, to a pigeon. He and then I think the something happened. <laughs> <laughs> think about. <laughs> Sorry. Think about Sorry. this perspective, though. If you were a genius in 2020, right? Yeah, let's say you're Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. You made the space shit. Everybody loving all. You got the Neuralink brain chip you're working on. And then everybody takes all of your patents, all yeah. of your work, and leave well, you with he, nothing. He, well, that's the crazy thing about him is that when he's my favorite like inventor mm. ever, right? And the thing with him was that he all his patents he would not patent to make money off. Because he wanted people to... Uh, he was amazing. Yeah, he wanted people to... Ex the reason we have Wi-Fi right now, the reason we have... You know when you just set your phone down and it charges on those chargers? Yeah. That's all his and inventions, radio bro. Radio transmitters, Yeah, and he was like, you know, I just want people to be able to expand on my knowledge to make the human... Uh, the humanity great, what we it have, can we'd be. We'd have flying cars. But... Yeah, if they didn't and, stop my guy, we'd have flying cars. It'd be like the Jetsons <laughs> outside. But and you know what is the power companies and the people that were funding him because he's like mm -hmm. oh he's gonna make us so much money, and when they realized that that's what he was it. about it yeah was too free oh no that was for the free energy but yeah. in general when they realized that that was what he was about and he was putting out his patents on free they literally just uh they took all his money they so he died like in a hotel room just like broke and like mm -hmm. he looked like he starved almost to death dude like he just he was and yeah. I feel like. That's just what happens when you don't. Uh, I don't want to get conspiratorial because the whole thing behind this is just talking. What? It's when you say conspiratorial, off. what about this angle? The reason why I brought up the Elon Musk thing is so mm -hmm. you you have all the knowledge, so you could always get back to being rich, right? If I yes. take everything from if you take everything from Batman, Batman's still gonna be Batman. He gonna make a a, a car out of the, a, a coconut mm -hmm. tree. And come Iron Man gonna be Iron Man mm -hmm. if you take all his money. He Case gonna find point, a way. Right? So what's the best way for them to silence you? Is to kill you, right? What's the best way? What's the number one tried and true proven way for people to protect themselves in the world? Act crazy. Hey, Arnold said it best. Hmm. And when Harold was trying to bully his ass, oh, he pretended yeah. to be crazy so he could at least live <laughs> the rest of his life, bro. I remember that episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how I always, when I remember the pigeon story, that's what I always took from it. That I'm was like, Yo. such a sad part of Hey Arnold with the pigeon man. Oh my god! And you realize that he f took the pigeons to fly, and he was gonna die. Yeah, like hey, he's not gonna land. Yeah. Oh, and you know, just that's a good segue and a little little Easter egg of the wings of Icarus. 
is the Pigeon Man. If you ever heard of the wings of Icarus, and right? With the oh, cheek, yeah, yeah, touching. He made, the, he made the wings out of wax to fly closer to the sun, and as closer to the sun, they burned. They burned. Burn. And he, he fell to his death, bro. That was a symbolism to the wing of Icarus in that movie. That that's scene. a that's a. Uh, now that you brought that up, that's a crazy metaphor for basically what people will sacrifice their livelihood to get to a point they'll never reach. Juice <laughs> World. Or, yeah. Juice World. Remember how he died? Yeah, he died in an airplane. He overdosed, right? From overdose, right? Yeah. Okay, so the last album he put out, not the la- not the one he just dropped, mm-hmm. the last album he put out, I enjoyed it. But what would always fuck with me is that words are powerful. Mm. We make, we manifest with our words, right? Wiz Khalifa was telling us he was a rich dude for like 15 years before he ever had any money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now he's actually flying planes and popping yeah, bottles yeah. and they doing the stuff yeah, that he's saying. He's buff now too, but that's, yeah. that's a side note, that's a side note. Choose world. Lyrics, words. So all his all his songs are just about like I'm hella depressed. I know the end is near. I'm ODing on these pills. Like three, four different songs. Like I'm ODing on these pills. But I think that plays along with what you're playing the role that people expect you to play, right? So then he's playing to his audience. His audience thinks that that's who he is, and that kind of becomes the manifestation of who you are in a way. Have to feed into it, yeah, to make themselves believe it. I there's this thing. Uh, it's a study that I don't know the the numbers exactly, but you will play the role that people is assigned to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's say there's si- there's six motherfuckers out here, and and like Greg, like you used to be the party guy. Yes. And uh, and for whatever reason, you continue to play that role, but then you broke yourself free out of that. Yes, I did. How hard was that? It. it- it wasn't hard. It was more like hitting a lot of walls coming up and realizing that's not what I can do anymore. And there's there was people still in my life at the time that was putting out that energy. And I felt like I had to go through that energy. I mean, like two years ago, I was it was right when I got into doing security at the Ryan House in downtown Seattle, dude. I sat out there for, you know, five hours a night for almost two years at that one spot. And I watched all these kids come in and party and just, you know, do all that. And so it got it got to the point where it's like, I can't be doing that. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't want to do that. It got it. It got exhausting being around that energy five hours a night, you know, just Friday, Saturday. Is is that what made you realize that? Because I feel like you were changing before that, you know, (laughs) That was, that was, I was, I mean, I was, uh, the last three years has just been a giant, meta- I felt like Metapod, dog. <laughs> I, f- I don't know who that is. Metapod. Pokemon second stage. Pokemon second. Fuck with me. Pack, you got Caterpie, Metapod, and then Butterfree. Butterfree. Fly away. Yeah. Oh, Metapod is a hard shell thing. Yeah, it's green, so, right? So yeah, basically, <laughs> so basically, I've been Animals? Metapod mode for like up till now and the cocoon well you fucking um, exploded bro you lost yes. like a hundred some pounds you yes. fucking shredded a little lifting. bit of shredded i still got some belly for the ladies you know they like that soft pouch right there so <laughs> that's what's up yeah. i also got some muscles for some show so holla but no i was I, I i sat in my metapod hardened stage for almost three years up to this point and it, it was a lot like i was telling you being in security and then there was a lot of times where I was out there just by myself on a weekday at Ryan House. I would sit outside the stoop and I kind of just watch people and humanity pass. And I just kind of started, I started, I started kind of winding down from that lifestyle of partying because after seeing all these kids come in and, and do what they did at the Ryan House and, mm-hmm. and, and just, 
I mean, I found a little, the, the girl inside the bathroom stall, she had like been there for 15 minutes after we pushed everybody out, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yo, she no more than 22, 23, and she's face down. There's like a cut in her ass cheek. She fell on a broken rocks glass. So those big, thick glasses. Yeah, she'd been down there for 15 minutes, man. Bleeding and out? Out of her booty cheek, dog. She had on these fresh, Damn. the freshest dark jeans, and I had never seen blood stained jeans so bad and then not only that she was kind of like face down luckily enough but there was pools of blood there were vomit everywhere and she she was like that for almost 20 20 25 minutes before we got the emts on the way damn just yeah, her friends and, like yeah, ah, fuck and, it, and, and and yo and her friends left her there yo she might have came in with like at least a group of three or four nobody and nobody you guys, wow. you guys, and I'm so glad this pandemic has shut down clubs and all this shit because <laughs> you guys need to sit up, you know, wake up and sit at the breakfast table with y'all's demons. And mm-hmm. I think this is also another thing that has helped me is sitting at the breakfast table with my demons this this entire pandemic. You know, we, we've been cut off from everybody. Everybody has shifted in their energies. People have misplaced each other in their lives. Mm. You know, people have broke off 11, 12 year friendships. Mm-hmm. I broke off one and it was it was devastating to me. But that's how I became not the party guy was was, you know, I got into this metapod hardened stage of just focus and, and a lot of realignment. And then the realignment just surged this year. Yeah. And evolved. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you you have it, bro. I, I feel like I can't. I remember like when we used to be at the gym <laughs> and we were showing you shit. Yeah. In, you know what I mean? Yes. Alec and, and, and Isaac were showing me the codes. And now Greg is showing me the codes <laughs> the with codes, nutrition yes, and like and I want to be there. That's and beautiful. I feel like I, and I guess that's why I like hanging out with you guys recently, because we've been seeing a lot more of each other, you know, and at times you just need a certain kind of person in your life more than at others. Yeah. But what I like is like anytime I hang out with you guys, you don't take from me, you know, like you just make me better. Anytime I hang out with who like Greg makes me better in my fucking physical and and we talk about like cool mental shit right right then i call you and like anything creative any kind of blockage anything like i always come out better you know and and i know that i don't take anything away from you guys so it makes me feel really comfortable going and hanging out with you guys and i literally only have like five friends that i can do that with um and those are like what i consider like my tier one family friends my patreons that, yeah, yeah yeah my tier and and and, and those people but like uh, I don't see you guys all the time because you're all doing your own shit and that's cool yeah, that's and that's what I admire, now. you know what I mean? Um, but when we make the time, we make the time and that's and that's where it means to ride or die for someone. Yeah. If you're making yeah. the time for something, like, for example, man, my boy Khalid had a show out in Ballard, all right? Ballard, baby. My ass that day got up, right, woke up at 5 a.m., drove two hours to the mountains, did an eight-hour day session on the mountains, drove back home. He picked me up, and I went out to Ballard till 2.30 in the morning for my guy to do this show. My guy stood the whole time. Stood the whole time. Up the whole time. I was yeah. like eight Push shots up. deep, and I was there for my boy. And that's what it means to ride or die. Yeah. That's what it You're means. You're not remembering me being right next to you? Oh, dog. yeah, and you were there, too. Yeah, you <laughs> stupid fuck. Yeah, but I was, but I was, also, I was also hella fucking He's so drunk. tired. He doesn't even remember, like, me being there. He's just like, no, but same thing, bro. You call me up, and you're like, yo, I got a show. And I was like, 
I legitimately just fucking laying down. I don't know why you didn't give me a couple of days Yo, notice. No, last minute. I'm always last minute with that shit. I, I don't think about it. Because look, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got a show. I got to prepare my lines. And I'm preparing my lines and rehearsing and envisioning it. And then the day of the show, I'm like, I didn't invite nobody. Damn. Yeah, bro. You hit me up and I just look at my girl and I'm like, yo, we're going to my home <laughs> show, bro. Just put your some fucking clothes on. Let's get it. You know what I mean? But that's, yeah. that's the thing is uh, when you, we don't, I guess in, in the sense of this friendship, we don't call often, but when you do call, you know, it's like the bad single, boom, and you just got to mm-hmm. go. You just, because mm-hmm. you, know, you don't mm-hmm. overuse that power. Yeah, that, you know what I'm I mean? I'm glad you say that. I'm glad you said overuse that because it's, you know, when we were younger, it almost seemed like if the people aren't every day, you're, if you're not seeing people every day, then like that, that energy is dwindling. Like mm-hmm. your connections are depending on how often you see people. But when you get older, you realize that's all bullshit. Yeah, and it's just the, off the power and the strength of the relationship. Mm-hmm. So there's still even people now that I'll hang out that I haven't had a chance to hang out with on either end of the spectrum. My business, my schedule, their schedule, and you can just feel like it's they're not making the most of it. Mm. It's almost like they're oh, we haven't seen me in let's say two three months. Yeah. We link and we we're at we're at a park. Why are we at a park? Yeah, like uh, there's like always listen, something in the back weird, of the park listening you know? to songs off like it's just it's just it's that and, kind of business. And that's also super funny. So we had a friend, um, a, a group, an outside friend of mine, who had been in um, Alfonso, been yeah. in been in Miami. Yeah, I miss this. I miss him out. up here. Oh, okay. he, oh, he ain't gonna listen. He ain't gonna watch this. Okay. Anyway, hey, homie, fuck you, Alfonso. <laughs> you fuck, homie. Homie's good, homie. He came out from, or he went to Miami for you know ten years after high school, right? And uh, they kind of down there, and, he, and all he remembers is th- everything from ten years. Mm-hmm. And so he comes back, and and we're hanging out and whatever. And he's like, "Dang, I thought everybody would be the same. Everybody would be still moving in the same group. Like it was tight like that." And I was like, "Nah, man, this." Everything changed, man. In ten years, how are you? In my head, how are you coming back, looking still in, in the same ten years? And he's that the same. Leave? Same. Kidding. Damn, that's weird. But Miami, bro, like Florida, man. Florida. When you're Jeez. comfortable, you're allowed to stay yeah. where you are. Well, that's and that's another thing, though. Sometimes, um, sometimes you get, and this is what I wanted to talk about too, because I feel like I'm trying to. I broke out of this, right? Where you're so comfortable with a toxic relationship, mm. right? But and and you don't even realize that it's toxic you know like oh you go with a friend and you're like dude i'm making this movie kind of how you're talking about and then they're just like why but not even in a they don't mean it in a bad way or they're like yeah and why are you doing that you know like that kind of thing or like man you should you should really like you know what i mean they they find a way to put down your creativity mm-hmm. and maybe you do deserve to because you're like yo bro i'm starting a banana stand and i just be like hey i mean like even then you know like even then I, you like a banana stand why not well i i guess if if, if my friend and and it just seems like he never even peeled a banana before something you know i'd be like hey maybe let's learn about bananas or something first before <laughs> I see, I see you know what i mean like you me. still you still trying to be supportive to your friend but at the same time be, may, or yeah or, or at least just make them become aware of what's going on but like there's some people out there that like will try to deter you no matter what or like they'll just kind of be like i don't know man that's that's stupid and and they know how important something is to you they just, you know they just say i don't know man that's stupid and they have nothing to back it up with yeah they just put like, you down right on the spot no but they're, not, they're not giving you anything to to work with 
I can give you guys an example. So I'm I'm starting this podcast and this vlog, mm-hmm. right? And I'll give you an example of I tell somebody that is really close to me or was and they're like what bro there's so many youtubers out there you know what i mean like mm, that's, that's people people can't make it youtubing you need to get a real job you know do something with your film shit you know like you're doing good with the film stuff um you can't do both right well that's that's what they said right and that doesn't even sound that bad right but then having that kind of person around you that doesn't actually believe in you remember what people think of you subconsciously, you will play to that to some extent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there's studies on this. Look that shit up. I'm not a scientist. Um, but there are studies on that. I tell Alec, bro. Alec hates everything social media. Alec hates, oh, yes. you know, like on the bus, yes. everything. He was like, don't film me, you know, or just as little as possible. Mm-hmm. He's a very spiritual man. I'm like, yo, dude, I think I, and I was so embarrassed to tell him, like, I think I want to start a vlog and a podcast and he goes bro that shit is hella gay <laughs> but you better be the best at it yeah. you know what i mean like it's not you know what thing, i mean but yeah I support you. I exactly and he's like and and right before he left you know he was telling me like yo this person watch out for this person because they're saying you ain't shit and i was hurt you know and he was like he was like just prove them wrong dude mm-hmm. he's like i don't know shit about this and i don't fuck with any of this he's like but you know what I do know is hard work, you know, and he's like, and and you know how to do hard work because I've shown you, I've been here with you, put in that work, prove those motherfuckers wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and this friend hates everything about that that I'm doing, but we're still so close and he loves me so much. He's just like, kill it. Put that in. I believe there, in you, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, so, I'm, I'm glad you said that. For me, the, the hardest thing to re- introduce myself to people after spending so much time isolated was the belief factor for me anytime a, a friend has an idea or a, or a suggestion i do exactly what alec does i'm mm-hmm. like yo like ballerina whatever like it's not really my thing but like if you need me to hold a camera you need me for anything that i'm able to do currently sign me up so when you're around people and the energy is just you have an idea you share your idea with somebody you haven't seen in a while you're assuming the information is going to be, you're not expecting a plus or a minus. It's just equal information. I'm just telling you what's up. I'm not asking you to build on it or detract it, but people always detract it. They'll show you their insecurity and in your idea rather than them giving you support or them giving you something to suggest to be better. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I always, and then for me, rather than getting mad, ooh, rather than me getting mad and upset, I just tell myself, okay, I'm going to believe in myself that much more. If yeah. that person won't believe in me, then I'm going to believe myself even more. And like you said, prove it. What mm-hmm. Alex said, prove it. That's the, that's then, the kind of energy you need in your camp. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that's, that's where you start picking up the signs and when you have to start separating from yeah, people. Yeah, when motherfuckers if, ain't about it, dude. If they ain't about it, about it, man. Like, Bro. I, I got abandoned this year by an 11-year-old friend, man. Got abandoned. You know, left me in the shadows while they did. They they went off and they they were shorting my calls. You know, being short in the text messages, energies was being weird. And then I had to find out through some other friend of what was really going on. And then to get the actual truth was two weeks after the fact. You guys, Greg's in some drama, bro. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you've been but in some. You you going through this, some drama, this is, my man. And this yeah, is yeah. all. This is all pertaining to our subject of wanting to check yeah. these red flags, take off the rose-colored glasses, and, you know, 
come up out of that metapod stage, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're in that metapod stage, take that time to reset. Dude, 100%. And, and bro, to Khalid's testament, I hope that I can be a friend like that, but I think I am. Like, if you all hit me up with something, you know what I mean? Like, I, I hope that I, that I like, show up or do something, you know? Um, but, like, this motherfucker, bro, I hit him up. I haven't seen him in, like, two years because I just moved back. I'm traveling around and shit, being a bum. And I'm like, bro, I need some two people to help me film a skit. And I ain't got, I got, I was like super low on equipment. (laughs) (laughs) The backdrop, dude, it's the worst setup ever. And I had hit up other friends that are film friends and they're like, bro, I can't, you know what I mean? Like, cause they knew like how it wasn't, yeah, but like, bro, Khalid and, and Sharif, they just come through and they're like, what do you need me to do? And I'm like, this, this, this. And they're like, cool. You know what I mean? And, Mm. and like those type of friends you know like um i feel like a lot of people don't have that in their lives and Mm -hmm. and they don't know how to attain that but like the first i think for me like the first step into becoming that because you know like we was talking about how we hated each other and i used to be a real big douchebag you know like growing up and a bully and all these things and always trying to fight people and shit you know like that's my (laughs) own insecurities but like the only way i started getting this beautiful friendship is by me first being a good friend Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and being there for people and listening to them and trying to be like um, a good positive influence just because I was surrounded by like, bro, my stepdad is the biggest bully of my life, guy. Like, I'm still trying to heal shit up that he fucking like just traumatized me so bad. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this man is just like, you won't be shit. You ain't shit. Like when I joined the Marine Corps, I tell this so much. He the first hug he's ever given me and i'm like oh my god like he's finally gonna respect me like and he goes see you in two weeks like that bro and then like like he would he to like to like fucking make my time worse than boot camp bro he would intercept all my letters and he hid them he read every when when my mom and my stepdad got divorced in one of his coat pockets my mom like calls me crying and she's like, I found all the letters from boot camp. So people would be sending me letters in boot camp and I would be sending these replies back home. And my mom was supposed to give it to my friends, you mm-hmm. know, because you, you got to memorize the addresses or you're fucked. Right. And like the Marine Corps is kind of so fucking grimy. crazy. And I remember uh, my stepdad, bro, a stack of all the letters of my replies to my friends. He would open and read all of them and just stash them. And he who does that to that's their some kids, bro? Yeah, that's some insane shit. Hey, you know, in boot, the one thing that kept me, I almost quit in boot camp one time, and I get a letter on Friday. And you know what it is? That breakfast? Yeah, yeah, dude. Khalid hand wrote me breakfast by currency, bro. Yo. He hand wrote the lyrics for me so that I could just be like fucking memorized and bumping. I laminated it. And then on the back, he put King Kong. Oh, you know, man. And dude, and I and Alec would be like, hit, dude, this is how deprived we were in boot camp. Alec would be like, hit me with that breakfast. And I'd be like, oh, I'm so cold with it. <laughs> dude, reading the lyrics, like that's a, the you could get music. And he would be trying to do, uh, he, Alec would be trying to do a, a Passion Pete song. So he'd be like, and then I'm just like, like, dude, like that's how depraved we were. So imagine this man's holding all my fucking Mm. letters, bro. Like to the point where I was like breaking. Yeah, that's some weird ass. That's some weird. You know, that one hurts, man. 
That it's only hurts. like in today's society, I feel like where people that are weird like that can end up growing. They they would make it to adulthood, dude. Soft ass people like that. Yeah, mm. and he's the person that taught me how to not be, right? Yeah. So if it wasn't for him, and I'm so grateful for him at this point, because if it wasn't for him, I would have not had the friendships that was I was eventually able to build. You, like senior year of high school, junior and senior year of high school was probably some of the best times of my like young life because i had i was hanging out a lot with you me you jessica and then i was hanging out with henry foot lauren sandra we made this we made this group called silk sandra isaac lauren khalid and it was like little silkworms and like we would do remember the hookah bar and all that stuff but that was just because like my stepdad would just fucking beat me and he was such a piece of shit that like at first i was like that to other people right i was a bully Mm -hmm. and that's when me and you were like kind of beefing and then I just, the worse he did, because he, like, got worse and worse. You know, like, some dads just beat their kids, and they don't understand what's going on. And, like, but my stepdad just kept getting worse and worse and worse. So, like. He's mad. He's yeah. mad as fucking kinda who like you the, growing up to be, bro. Yeah. Kind of like the old, the the, 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 the stereotypical white stepdad in a Breakfast Club. Dude, worst. You know. Worst. You know. You weren't good enough, Billy. Yeah, yeah. Just throws the broken bottle at the wall. You're supposed to make steak, Billy. Dude, Dude, I'm telling (laughs) you. You stupid son of a bitch. (laughs) It was like that, and that's when I was a bully, and then he just kept getting progressively worse. Like, I feel like he was trying to mentally... Break you. And I think around 14 is when I started making that realization, and then, like, 15, 16 is when I finally made the adjustment, and my life became, like perfect even though he would like torment me at the house i would like stand up to him and yeah. i would just be like what happened in your life that you got to treat me like that i'm like i'm a child and he'd be like fuck you da, 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 da. and i would like he'd be trying to like tear down my door because my stepdad's buff bro you remember my stepdad was lifting weights and shit so the first time i beat up my stepdad i was 14 but i was still super scared of him like we went heads up and that was i was a green belt in taekwondo and but after that, he would, like, try to really go for them knockout blows, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I'd be hiding in my room, and he's, like, trying to tear off my door, this buff motherfucker. And uh, and then I'd be like, what happened to you that you got to attack a little kid? <laughs> like, from the door yelling at him, bro. And I could just hear him, like, get angry and then just calm down. He's like, dude, he's right, you know? And then, so, like, I was able towards, like, the later parts, like, be able to handle it. But then I was like, then I started learning I just started p- treating people how I wanted to be treated, yes. how I wanted to be listened to. And, you know, like Khalid was a big help in that, you know, because he was the dude. You got me into poetry and to teaching me how to express myself, you know, because I was always so angry. So like and, and it was through you that I was able to feel like I can open up and involve myself in situations that I otherwise felt out of place in. I appreciate so it was a symbiotic relationship. Keep these kind of people fun. in your camp, people. Yeah. Like, look look out for these people. And I speak on it all the time in, in my Instagrams. It's, it's having people like these in your camp. There's no longer circles in life anymore. You can't have a group of friends, like a circle group of friends. No, that, that, that doesn't flow. You got to have, like, a mini camp, you know? It'd be like in an RPG game. You, you're rolling mm-hmm. across in your little character, and you pull up on, like, a bandit camp, and it's got, like, two or three people in it. That's what it's got to be. That's man. what it's got to be, man. And, and yeah. you can have multiple camps as long as it's tight people. That's yeah. what I feel like. And in, in, in tight people are spare. Yeah. It's very, very spare and very, very rare. That's a, that's a 
Facts. <laughs> For real, dude. And sometimes shit, you, sometimes shit goes down because like I do have friends that I'll go party with that that like Rodolfo brought me to that group when we were younger and stuff. But like, I can only a hey, shout out to Luis. He's dope. But I can only hang out with them like once, like every two or three months, because it's just like blue moons. Yeah, it's one of those in blue moons, and it is a good time. Let me tell you. Yeah. But what happens? a lot of the times is when you're having a good time and no, no not knocking anything on them or anything because dude they're so fun and the fact that they accept me and stuff like means the world to me mm-hmm. but like you don't grow yes. if you just stay doing the same thing and that's my biggest fear so like stillness high school was the best the junior and senior year best time of my life ever in terms of like childhood wise right and i remember i'm coming back from the hookah bar Cause so little some me and Khalid and Sandra started promoting this hookah bar, and there used to be nobody. We were the first, literally like guests there, and you could at the time you it was sixteen to do tobacco, right? So we would go to the hookah bar. I remember Shadi or what was it? It was eighteen. Uh, yeah, it was eighteen. Yeah, it was eighteen. Oh shit. Okay. So well, anyways, we're it. We would go to the hookah bar. We we would throw the fancy dance parties. Do you remember yeah. that? Like, and we would have, like, such a good time, and never in my life I had moments like that, right? And I'm driving back from something me, Khalid, and Henry Foote did, and we're driving back, and it's raining, and I'm like... Scuba Squad? Yeah, the Scuba Squad, bro. Scuba Squad. Shout out, Ryan. Yup. And, dog, we're driving back, and it starts just pouring rain, and I just feel as if, like, the old me is just washing away, and I'm like, I'm a new person, like... I, and then I realized, like, I don't want to go to the military. I don't want to, I'm so happy. But then I was like, I'm happy because I forced myself to change. Because I forced myself to, like, put myself out there. To to be like, yo, let's go fucking tag art. That's how Silk came about. And, like, we're all, so, like, I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> Even though I didn't want to, because that was at the happiest time of my life. But you knew you had to go. Yeah, because it's like. Once you settle into comfortability, mm. you have to realize mm-hmm. you are no longer growing. Mm-hmm. If you're comfortable, you're not growing. And that's just a sad fact about that. And oh, if I you're okay, know. yeah, if you're okay with that comfortability, then by all means, stay there yeah. and do your thing. And I have nothing against you for that because that means you have some found some kind of peace that is the peace that your soul needs. And that's why you don't need to keep growing. But for me, I don't have that yet. And that's yeah. kind of what I want to search for. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't want to knock hanging out with those people because it's fun every once in a while. But like if I stay in that fun and and just like, damn, this is the greatest thing ever. Or like why I don't can't go to that, that party where these cool ass creatives invite me because they just achieve something. They're celebrating something. But I cannot celebrate that because I am not there yet. You know, still working. But talking with you, Khalid, and with you, Greg, I've also learned, like, I also got to love myself. Because yeah, that also I means am. you're just being so hard on yourself, you know? I think that's a, so, that's a good way to end it. Yeah. I read like, a... Is loving yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. I read a... It's, it's not often you read a random quote, like, on the YouTube comments that, like, resonates with you. Oh, mm-hmm. but yeah. one, one was, um, if you don't love yourself, you will constantly be chasing people that don't love you either. mm Mm, wow so i was like damn you know that's actually if i read that and it fucked me up too because it was like yeah I, I gotta just be my my biggest sponsor my biggest champion i have to be because you can't expect that's why at, at this point in my life 
I don't expect anybody to show me more energy than what I can provide myself. Damn, bro. If that doesn't sum up what we've been talking about, can you repeat that quote? So at this point in my life, I don't expect anyone to give me as much energy energy as I can provide for myself. Damn. But what was the other quote? If you don't love yourself? And if you don't love yourself, you'll constantly be chasing people that don't love you either. Damn. Bro, that is... I just wanted to hear that. <laughs> That's the whole reason. I, but I mean, I didn't know how to put that into words. You're fucking right, man. So like now, like that kind of healing process, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like healing it was it's, it's big. It's big. Healing is, is, is incredibly huge. Mm-hmm. And I've been learning a lot about that. And Khalid and I were just talking about it today. And that's called associating a song with a person. And mm-hmm. so at one point I associated this Wale song with somebody or it, it became associated through uh, just like, us both like liking memory. It. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. shared, we just kicking it and it was always playing. And I was going through the album and that song came on and I almost skipped it. But then I, I ate myself. I leaned into my head and I was like, you need to hear this song to heal, bro. And it was the heaviest weekend I've had. Damn. It was, and, and I listened to the song all the way through. I sung all the lyrics like I know it back and forth. Mm-hmm. And man, it it tore me apart, but it built me back up a little bit. If you ain't the biggest Wale dick rider I've ever met, dog. Hell yeah, dog. The <laughs> motherfucking poet, my nigga. No, I'm just giving you shit. That's beautiful because literally like the other day I heard this song called Blessed by Taylor J. And it's been the soundtrack to like me trying to get back, but I'm not there yet. Like that's, um, I feel like you're, you come out of that ca- cocoon. Yes. What was that? Cacarac? What was the animal? Metapod. Pokemon? Metapod. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm trying, I'm like, I broke it, but I'm like fucking stuck, bro. Apprehensive to get out. Oh, I feel stuck, but maybe you're right. You know, you know? the imagery I always get is when something traumatic happens to us, just imagine your mind as a floor, mm-hmm. right? There's bro. blood on the floor. From you getting fucked up, mm-hmm. you have blood on the floor. You gotta clean up the floor, otherwise it's gonna forever, it's gonna be sticky, and you can't use that part, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't like going back to those parts of our of our of our floor. We'd rather walk away from the stain. Damn. I'm not gonna go into that corner of the room. I'm afraid of that corner of the room, but we got to, because if we don't, we won't have that access. We're gonna get yeah. cramped in what little space we you got. You don't clean that corner, man, you bro. You just grow. changed my mindset about it because I said I feel stuck. But maybe you're right. I am apprehensive about getting out. Especially you. You've gone through so many massive transitions in just like how you treat your day. You've gone to the military. You do f- films. You work for a lot of people's projects. You're like the mastermind behind a lot of things, a lot of moving pieces. He's like a fucking Swiss watch. But not so, for me, though. Because you know what's on the other side of that and sometimes i feel like i'm afraid i'm more afraid of the success than i am afraid of the failure damn and i think that's you too because part of your part of our identity i say all three is part of our identity is being somebody that's vulnerable being somebody that's been hurt and understanding that once we reach that moment of success we're no longer that we're no longer who we were we're in a whole nother entity 
Dude, you're so right. Like, everything you're saying is just, like, hitting me so hard. I'm just like... You know what made me think this, too? Okay, I completed a game. I spent 500 hours for mentioning it, right? The ending of this game's plotline <laughs> fucked me up. So, so many hours. I know, dude. We did okay, the math. So, that's, like, two and a half weeks. Okay, okay, okay that's not that many hours. Weeks. That's not that many hours. Okay, go ahead, okay. go ahead, go ahead. Main character, he's trying to save the um, female main character... Mm-hmm. He's, she's the younger sister of, of of your boss, basically, essentially, and you're a hacker. You go through the entire last course, last seven hours of the game trying to help her. Her brain, she, she went through, like, she has a disease, so her brain is partially in um, in a computer. They take her memories, and they digitalize the memories, and her brain is connected through, like, a Wi-Fi connection. So that's how she's able to retain her, her identity because of her, her brain injury. She's not able to keep her who she is in her own head at the end of the game after you save her because she's getting she's controlled by some like basically makes her like a puppet right mm-hmm. he's using her body it's like a, a, a sentient like a computer virus after the main character frees her she realizes that um the computer that was keeping her memories mm-hmm. has been shut off it's offline so and the and the, the the space between the real world and the digital world is together so her memories are literally just walking everywhere. And she realizes that there's more of her that's like on the internet than in her own body. Yo. Fuck. And it fucks her up. And basically she... that doesn't she, sound like social media today, she, she, uh, <laughs> let me tell you something. She basically at the end of the game, you beat the final boss and then they're able to reset the universe. She decides she doesn't want to be put back in that body because the way destiny is, she's going to get that brain disease and she will die so she decides to take her mind her mental space and just go to the digital space completely so she becomes an entirely new entity a what completely the? digital entity at the end of the, of the of the game that sounds like a fucking horror game bro that's literally what we're afraid of and that's yeah, yeah that's we're, exactly we're, we're afraid of, of we're afraid of transcending the spaces that we find ourselves in currently and looking back and saying damn we were there Mm. We're we're living in a third dimension, but we f- we're higher entities. Think about like a, what a fifth dimension creature, hypothetically speaking, mm-hmm. feels like looking in the three D space after he gets out. Like, damn, I was in that shithole. Fuck, bro. <laughs> That's literally what like for me. I worked so hard towards so many things. It's almost like when it's time for me to place that into action, I'm like, wait. You know? Yeah. Wait. But there's no, there's no weight. I got everything I need. Yeah, I guess it is that fear, that apprehension. Because I maybe dude. I maybe maybe when we end up transcending, maybe we find out we don't like who we are. That's always been an issue with me. I love who I am now. I learned to love who I am now after not loving myself. So being able to move on to the next step and then looking back and still being content, it's always been difficult because it took so long to get content in the first place. Dude, and that I think that's what I'm scared of going forward because. I was just literally a few weeks ago talking to you about how I literally just learned to love myself Mm -hmm. and to accept myself as a creative person. You know, the longest time, Greg, I've been fucking doing this film shit and these things. And not until like three weeks ago did I feel like I finally belong in this space. 
That's you incredible. know what I mean? I see where you're coming from. And I've been doing it fucking as my full-time job since 2017. Reed's basically on level three. I'm, you're on level one, and I'm on level two. I'm, like, kind of starting to get up there learning. I ain't no bitch. No, no. It's like, <laughs> but, yeah, I, dude, that all, makes sense. We're, dude. All, we're all looking at that same concept, and we're all on different levels. But when we come together, those levels are the same. In the way, but like it's it's like a prison. It, yeah, because you were like mastering your physical self, you know. And I think that for me is one of my final frontiers mm-hmm. to finally fully accept and love myself. It's, I like who I am inside. It's mine too. You know, yeah. like I get my health in order. Yeah, and it and a lot of the times, a lot of I'm so drained from being giving my energy to other people that like. I don't even take care of myself. So like now I'm finally, bro. Like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm working out with Greg. Fuck everything else, mm-hmm. bro. You need Pretty me much. for something? No, I you gotta fucking up. take care of my body, dude. You know. And it's a, it's it's almost like a chore, you know, in this life. But I think I'll save that one for another time. Yeah. I, I, would I guess to, I guess we've con- we've kind of gotten to the end of this thing, huh, fellas? I was thinking, Clee, would you like to end this on a, a nice breakfast or King Kong, maybe? Well, I thought currency uh, would be a nice ending. Cause I wait, I was gonna say though that quote because I think that's a big takeaway from today is if you don't love yourself, you will forever be chasing people who don't love you. Yeah, man, and that's a big fucking thing. How did you guys feel about like all of us being together doing something? That was amazing. Did yeah, you guys totally fucking like it? Yeah, I, I, I had a, so a lot of fun. You guys, me, Greg, and Khalid have been thinking about doing a little conspiracy series. All we want, yeah, ten foil, bro. We ten, were trying to go deep, deep, hat. deep decided, into the waters. Decided not to do so. <laughs> I hope you guys are as into that as we are going forward, and and it'll be something that comes off monthly on the side besides me and Rudy's. But I really appreciate you for filling in for Rodolfo today. Thanks, you. you know, thank you and thank you for filling in for my producer, Greg. I oh, just wanted man. to test you out, see how we all vibe together, and I think it was a beautiful day. It was a great day. And that's what happened today in the Milky Way, bro. Old friends become new. new, new they transcend into something new because. Oh, no, fuck. We want to see growth in each other. Exactly. <laughs>